0: This episode is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome kittens and cats, I'm Natalie and I'm Ricky Lee and we're on this frequency and on this episode we'll be talking about our experiences on cutting dead away out of our relationships the disability of overthinking among other things but first a moment of laughter from Brian Regan
1: well in <laughs> addition to the OCD I also have a little social anxiety but I force myself to go to parties and stuff, but there are things people do that bug me. I don't like when somebody pronounces a word differently than everybody else to try to sound smart. Just say it like everybody else. I'm at this party, I walk up to this group of strangers. First thing I hear, uh, this guy goes, another thing about Genghis Khan. I'm like, oh jeez." <laughs> I already don't like this guy. (laughs) I go, oh, uh, Genghis Khan? It was actually pronounced Genghis. (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing you were there at the time. (laughs) You and the Geng Man palling around town. (laughs) So I wanted to sound smart. So I was like, oh, Genghis Khan, the Mongolian emperor. <laughs> Wasn't he the conqueror of China? China. <laughs> well, I felt this little circle tighten on me. I've done just been ostracized.
0: yourself to be
2: in social situations yes and i'm very awkward at it <laughs> very awkward at it
0: mike and i were just having the, we went out to dinner and we were just having the same conversation that mike's like i just really don't care to be out and socialize anymore and i
2: was like i know me too but we have to do it
0: <laughs> we i think to. maybe
2: just changing up how you socialize yeah because yeah. like we were talking about earlier don't invite me to go out to a bar yeah or a club I do not want to be in those settings because mm-hmm. I work in those settings. Mm-hmm. So don't ask me out to go for a hike, maybe mm. catch a movie. Mm. Let's have a picnic outside. And mm-hmm. I mean, like, even like you, right? Mm-hmm. What do you want? How do you want to spend time together outside of everything else? I just want to go for some coffee. Right. These right. Days right, right. that It's yeah. the simple things. Less is more. But I think we all I think all of us have a little social anxiety yeah. In general, I think we all suffer from a little Yeah. Just a tiny little l- little something. So, yeah.
3: So, all you fellas sliding into Ricky's DMs.
2: No. <laughs> take her for you a, know a what's hike. Up.
3: Take her for a hike. Go on a picnic. <laughs> oh.
2: Yeah. Don't
3: take her to a bar. No. Don't take her to a club. <laughs>
2: yeah. No. She likes
3: that picnic.
2: hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think about the last time I went on a picnic, but uh, definitely nature is the way to go now, I think. I think so. Yeah. I love it. I'm well, with it. Well,
0: that clip is called "Brain hates it when you pronounce things wrong."
3: Brain?
2: Well, that's <laughs> that how that's Brian. It says brain. Says
0: brain.
3: You misspelled it. Right Where here.
0: does it say see? brain? You see, look, look, guys. They're oh, over yeah. here trying to make my pregnancy life better, and look, no, they're purposely I... making me <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> Brian <laughs> Hates It When You Pronounce Things Wrong by Brian Regan. <laughs> that was a great moment of laughter. <laughs> An
3: Jerks. additional moment of laughter brought to you by the ladies of On This Frequency.
0: I'm over here all serious about the title.
2: I, <laughs> Fuck you guys. Hey, I was believing it. I was oh, believing Lord. it. He just said it so this episode was originally supposed to be about the recent blood moon lunar eclipse thing that occurred a couple of weeks ago we weren't able to record the episode and natalie suggested we change the topic for this episode since the event of the lunar eclipse we originally wanted to talk about was no longer relative <laughs> i insisted we stick to the topic we compromised brainstormed and decided to move forward with the moon topic so i found myself overthinking the entire topic because at this point i felt I had to sell the episode topic (laughs) to Natalie because she wasn't necessarily feeling it. So a pet peeve of mine is when someone complains about something or highlights a problem but has no solution. So here I was not having a solution to both my overthinking and wanting to please Natalie and now not being inspired by any topic at all. And then I remembered a conversation that Natalie and I recently had And it regarded the challenges of actually having a podcast. Natalie and I made the decision to create on this frequency, right? So I started thinking shoot, are we growing enough? Mm. How could we make it better? Is our team right? What other topics do we actually need to talk about? Mm. Mm -hmm. Why doesn't Bartley think that our listeners would want to know about furry fetishes? (laughs) Should we keep on this frequency going? What's the benefit? The only one getting paid here is Bartley. It don't put my business <laughs> out there like that. What if Natalie doesn't want to come back when she has the baby? What if I start to get too busy? And all these things are real. All They're these things happening. Are real.
0: Yeah. In real time. And just just so our listeners know too, I almost broke up with Ricky 20 mm. minutes ago coming in here. Break because up to make a Because one of our conversations has been like, you know, what did you just mention, like the topics that we need to cover and the planning that goes into it. Yeah. And how could we make it better? And one of the things like for me, that's really important. And this is probably, again, like my just my personality and how I am is I like to have things planned out where Ricky is really good at being on the fly. She decides today I'm going to change the episode. And I'm like, what the So I'm over here fucking freaking the hell out, (laughs) ready to throw something. But then I come in and I'm like, Nikki, I'm really mad at you. But it's going to be okay. She
2: told me to get my shit together. I believe I you said you were going <laughs> to
3: punch her in the face.
0: Oh, yeah, you, yeah. It was in the throat, You just actually. called oh, her yes. out, Barley. You You're weren't right. supposed to tell anybody about that. Yeah, Because then when she comes out tomorrow with, a black
2: eye on her throat. <laughs> on my a
3: throat? Bra- a black
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love this pregnancy talk. A black eye on my throat. I don't know. Amen. A bruise, I guess. Is that what it's no, called? No, I kinda it's like a the bra- idea of a, black eye. of a bruise.
0: Yeah. A bruise on my throat. On your throat. Yeah.
2: Then there goes my trachea. I can't talk don't anymore. <laughs> don't ask her why. It wasn't me. But overthinking is a dangerous thing and and one of the things I've been learning recently is uh, I, I was an ex- I say was right, an extreme overthinker. Mm. And I was, y- yes, because you still are. Yes, but I have reduced it significantly and I, I sleep better because I've reduced the amount of overthinking that I'm doing because I've replaced that overthinking with meditation. Mm. and breathing and exercise and eating better right mm. so i nourished my body in a different way mm. and i didn't realize how being an overthinker in every aspect of my life was holding me hostage mm. i did not live a calm life because i was i was an extreme overthinker and it be, had become it's like anxiety inducing a right? ritual Correct. Right. So the definition of overthinking is the habit of applying analytical thinking and problem solving. Right. Mm. In a situation where it is unhelpful or Mm. unproductive. Right. So it's our ability to think critically and carefully about things, including ourselves, is one of the greatest one of our greatest tools. But like any tool, it can be used well or it can be used poorly. Right. So an analogy that I found on the Internet says, overthinking is like using a chainsaw to cut out pictures for a scrapbook
0: (laughs) that's excellent
2: so even though it's an incredibly powerful tool there are many times when it's not useful and even makes things worse Mm. unfortunately because most of us have been trained and rewarded for using analytical thinking and problem solving for so long it can be hard to put this tool down and make a different approach when necessary Right, So that definition and that analogy comes from Nick Wignall. He wrote an article called 10 Simple Ways to Stop Overthinking Everything. Ooh, I have to read into that a little bit more. Yes, it's outstanding. And um, I found myself this weekend, we were doing uh, the Player Fest at Dodger Stadium, and, and I had a great conversation with one of their staff members. And he mentioned how being in a state of overthinking right and, and having fear, worry, and anxiety, when that consumes all of who you are, it blocks your ability to channel your intuition. Ah. Uh, all of like all of that worry, fear, and anxiety. Well, I don't like that. It's but. so loud yeah. you cannot hear your intuition. Yeah. You can't hear that little voice in your head that's gonna tell you, hey, don't say this mm. or eat that or you need to rest. Yeah. Or you need to get up and go. You're going to miss all that because you're you're completely consumed by the fear, anxiety and worry. Yeah. With everything.
0: Right. I think uh, um for me, the way that overthinking um, man- has manifested in the past and and I recently became aware of it was always uh, it's like when they say, um you know, you're over here awake in the middle of the night thinking about what so-and-so thought of you when you said x y and z yes 20 years ago mm. yeah. <laughs> why are you thinking about shit that doesn't matter anymore right i think that's a big part of overthinking that i can like that has consumed me is thinking oh my god what are they gonna think of me oh my god i wonder if they still think x y and z of me who the fuck cares
2: Right. And so what they say is that the most important thing to realize about what causes overthinking, because you think, well, why? Right. Mm -hmm. Is that it actually comes from a good place. Mm. It's just a misdirected application of a good thing, so to speak. Right. So the habit of overthinking comes from perfectly understandable and helpful behaviors. Right. You're just you're thinking about something. And it doesn't necessarily need to turn into something bad because what if you think like that you woke up in the middle of the night and you had this random memory of something somebody told you 20 years ago? Yeah. Why does it have to be bad? Why do you have to spiral in that thought? Maybe just have that thought, have that memory and then let it go. Yeah. But because we overthink everything. Mm -hmm. Well, why did we think about that? Yeah. What is my intuition telling me that I... Do I need to call that person? I don't want right. to call that person. I don't even talk to them anymore. Right. You know what? They're full of shit because they did X, Y, Z. And then you spiral into the into fourth negative ring of hell.
0: And it's negative. Yes. A thousand percent of the time. Yes. Because why would it be anything positive? Right. We're overthinking.
2: Right. 100%. <laughs> 100%. What a fucking... Roller
0: coaster, that is.
2: It is. And they actually say that several, that this, in a lot of people, severe overthinking usually comes from that habit being developed in early life, like often as a child. And they usually developed it because it was the only way that they had to deal with scary or difficult experiences. Mm. So, for example, they reference um, as a child of an alcoholic parent, the habit of worrying Mm. obsessively about what would happen if dad came home drunk might have served as a very useful function then of keeping you safe or out of harm's way like you're thinking like what what if this happens what if this happens uh, what if he comes on you know and it's just an entire repertoire of it almost like distracts you from i don't know from mm. your present state which yeah. is not good but
0: well, now I'm thinking like what in my childhood, you know, triggered the overthinking for me. It, it's not so much overthinking. I think I'm very indecisive. Oh, I'm super indecisive, indecisive and too agreeable. And I hate that. But then it's like, well, here I am.
2: But there has I, to I be have, something. I would it, not have thought that you are indecisive. I vote my, my experience with you has been whatever comes your way if mm-hmm. it does or it doesn't work you're cool with it however it works mm-hmm. you're adaptable you're mm-hmm. gonna go you never I, which is why mm-hmm. i didn't punch you in the throat <laughs> thank you for that because i've had more people in my life be the punchers of in the throat yeah than people who have given me grace yeah you know yeah so thanks for uh giving me that safe space because well. I, I would, I carry this fear in mm. me. Hmm. Hold on. I'm processing this as I'm going because I'm thinking I have a fear of losing people. Ah. I have a fear of having such a disagreement with someone yeah. that I can't even have a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. So I just overthink in my head, overthink, 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 assume, mm-hmm. suppress, Mm. because i don't want to lose that person right because what if what i say or what if my thoughts piss them off so much that they leave
0: yeah which is also which just ends up i think being harmful to you because you're not being true to yourself and you're not honoring well you're not honoring your yourself right and who you are and who you want to be and and your own thoughts because now you're saving someone else in their thoughts and you know it Right, and which it's is it, what part of what you said in your in your intro here about wanting to please me, where I'm just like, all right, well, oh, <laughs> totally, you know I mean?
2: no, it did, which but makes I, me giggle
0: a little bit. Like, you want to
2: please me? Yeah, I do. do I mean? I want to. I want But it, it is like you. It is. You know, like I'm a, a people character. pleaser, right? But I wanted to make sure that you were very specific with me. You said I wanted to be factual, which I <laughs> loved, which was helpful, right? Because when someone tells you what they're looking for, yeah, you know what you have to deliver. Yeah. So at that point. I became so obsessed mm-hmm. with finding facts, facts. that I uh, you could have done that yourself. You right. want you want to <laughs> have a factual episode? <laughs> Fucking pull up the facts yourself.
0: <laughs> and that's you funny. own a piece
2: of this episode two why do i have to do that for you that's hilarious but all i could think about was shit i need the facts i need the She's facts fucking flip what, what if i do this and the facts are there and they're not the facts that she wanted and this episode doesn't turn out yeah that's hilarious that's what i
0: thought in my head that's how i think which and, is terrible and as you're and as you sent me the message talking about how you wanted to pivot and i'm over here in my head too like I could have just done the facts. <laughs>
3: <That's> exactly, <laughs> oh, really? That's exactly <laughs> what I thought.
0: <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. I was like, I could have just done the, thought, the, the facts. She could have just chimed in and written about whatever it was, the the whole ritual thing, because, right. the you know, this, which still, I still want to do the episode that, and just for context, guys, we had, again, like we had another episode, like Ricky had said earlier, and... And so my thought was she could still talk about the things that she does and then I'll just put the facts in because this is a part of podcasting that nobody talks about. Right. That happens is everything pre-production is having having um, the notes, having a guideline of what we're going to talk about. And I think now that maybe ricky and i are realizing is that we need to have more dialogue together pre in before uh, mm -hmm, in order to have a successful episode so that we're both not over here losing our shit about she said he said or she should have we could have
2: and it's incredible too because you can look back at some of our best episodes and some of those have been ones where we didn't plan Mm -hmm. where we just like all right cool this is what we're going to do and this is what we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. and that's always going to be an element that exists when podcasting when producing anything yeah you can have a script yeah just like in movies or in music sometimes the best revisions additions moments of just pivoting and pivoting end up in some great off beat you know content yeah and sometimes i think also there's a lot of pressure right now we want to deliver like we talked about i mean we've had meetings in the last couple of weeks Where do we want to take this podcast, right? Right. How is this going to accommodate to our lives? What is the importance of this and how do we grow better as a team? Mm -hmm. You you know, so all of those things are are relevant and are important because at at the heart of this podcast, it was to have a voice for the Latina experience, Mm -hmm. you know, to have points of reference that our listeners, whether actually where you're whether or not you are a latina just it's a human experience yeah you know yeah and i was um i was cracking up because we're all very different here you know bartley is bartley you are you and i and my mm-hmm. and like you said you're a person who likes to plan you're organized mm-hmm. you're you're and by the way i want to add i thought totally off topic <laughs> scorpio is uh, is it how is a scorpio a water sign
0: yeah scorpio
2: it's not a water sign she
0: says that it is scorpio cancer and pisces are water signs why would a scorpio be a water sign it's if it's on the land
3: it is on the land
0: bartley I, are yes, you sure bartley it is and it isn't because literally it is on the land but in astrology um scorpio's a water sign why, why is
3: astrology doesn't make sense <laughs>
0: partly that's you see and this is an episode that now we oh wait have, okay have, so, we'll so, so no no exactly exactly because
2: that's the reason <laughs> why <are> facts <laughs> that is the reason why i tagged you i had i posted a meme right that had these my little ponies in them and it was like a bunch of little my little ponies in the water and it right. said water signs trying to convince earth, earth signs to feel their emotions mm-hmm. and then it had the little my little pony on the side the little earth one saying fuck off right and we're and talking about emotions right all three of us are are very different so again you like to plan you're organized you you're big on calendars and shit all yeah. of that that that's super important mm-hmm. i'm different mm-hmm. i i have to be inspired by something mm-hmm. i have to feel that right um that desire, that inspiration in order to come to a topic, right? And then Bartley just all the way around is the complete polar opposite of our who we who we are just as a people, as a culture, as a sex, right? Yeah. So all of those things add a great diversity mm-hmm. to what it is that that we're doing here. And I love that. And they're all important elements that yeah. c- that do keep us fresh. And you know, I really wanna say some of the conversations that we have after the podcast sometimes even before is really great right which we always say we should record what we talk about after because it ends up in completely different topics and one of my favorite ones and even more inspiring and even more inspiring because i was i i'm gonna preface this because i I do this will be an episode i text natalie and bartley one day i was at the stadium and i was so excited Because it was UCLA night Mm -hmm. and UCLA brought their Uh, Bruin, uh, their mascot, their mascot, Mm -hmm. mascot, right? So the Dodgers have their mascots (laughs) and they're basically like these big bobblehead characters. Yeah. Oh, right, right. They're just, yeah, there's nothing attractive about these bobbleheads. Other than one, they do have this one bobblehead. And I know the person in the bobblehead, his name is Patrick. He is the best one. He was a (laughs) former uh, Cirque du Soleil performer.
0: Oh, wow. So he's
2: very flexible and he does all kinds of things and oh man, he gets down. So he's my favorite bobblehead. But so this UCLA mascot comes in and it's this like tall, slender bear. Right? Mm. And I'm like looking at this tall, slender bear and I'm like why am I slightly turned on by this tall, slender bear? Oh,
3: my God. So
2: I text Natalie and Barley, all enthusiastic, like, yo, we got to do an episode on furry fetishes, because I don't know why I was just slightly turned on by this. Yeah. This large, slender mascot. Right, right. And Barley's like, no one's going to want to know about that. And that's my favorite thing about Barley is his immediate uh <laughs> naysaying <laughs> about... <laughs> You know the topic sometimes that we that we want to talk about, mm-hmm. um, but again, that goes back to the the dynamic of our relationships. And Ain't our nobody
3: ar- trying to hear about your your kinky fetishes, Ricky?
2: Listen, we're pulling it. We're, <laughs> we're
0: pulling it, <laughs> and you because know because it's a big thing. It's a like I think it's bigger than we actually know.
3: I right. don't. I disagree. I don't think so. There, there is a big community, but it's not as big as you think it is.
2: I actually think it's bigger than what you think it is. Right. And then, <laughs> But see, but then here's the thing, right? The two of you have two completely diff- different definitions of what big is. Mm. What is big to Natalie and what is big to Bartley are different things. If that community is made up of, Bartley sees, you know, let's just say uh, 250,000 people. Yeah, that might be a really big number to you, Natalie, and that might be not a big. Nu- you get what I'm saying? Like there's uh-huh. just. just I, I
3: mean, that is a a large number, but in the scale of world population, it's a pretty small number.
2: Right, and but my my point in that is here I am, a 40 year old woman, mm-hmm. feeling something I'd never felt before, getting the in tingles in all weird the ass spots. place. <laughs> so it made me think, you know, man, that's. That's the beauty of growing. You it you you never start learning things about yourself. Hold on. Oh, God. Here it is.
0: <laughs> it is estimated that at least 250,000 people in the U.S. identify
2: as furries. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. What do you mean identify as furries? Yeah. They wear... Um, Hold on. Because when you say identify,
0: I thought... They I wear idea- their little like animal
2: things. Okay. But when you Everywhere. say... Students, well, we'll have to. Th- you but see, this is why this episode is important, right? <laughs> because, because again, I w- and when you say identify, I'm thinking like, so when they're applying for a job and it says how do you identify, you you identify pass as male, as pass female, and you put other furry, furry. tiger, <laughs>
0: something something furry I, it's
3: bear, furry. What did you say, furry uh, slender bear? <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: furry, yeah. Slender bear. furry slender bear. Furry
0: slender bear. See, yeah, so. On next week's episode,
2: but, the, but <laughs> right, but but then think about it too, right? Like, ugh, I'm over here talking about this potential fetish I may have, right? Yeah. And here, instead of being a supportive group, Bartley, this is where shaming comes in. Why? But yeah. Bartley, imagine just, imagine one day you feel a tingling sensation about something you never thought you would have. You know. You should explore it. You should wanna you should want to know what lies behind that tingly sensation mm. that you'd never felt before at any time in your life. You wanna encourage those things, uncover those things. Mm. Why? You know? <laughs> not Bartley. I'm not
3: gonna say what else.
2: What were you gonna say? He wants us to fuck off. That's <laughs> <No. just> like, <laughs> oh, no. we're good. Mm.
0: but okay so you see and that's and that's the thing about podcasting and just being in a team environment or where we're collaborating together is that a lot of the times we're not gonna agree and we'll be firm with our disagreement and it's hard to it's hard but it can be easy to give each other grace yes in 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 giving each other the benefit of the doubt that such episodes or such pivot of events um would work out
2: right and then trusting each other to have that dialogue too because i remember we were you know as i mentioned we had meetings last week about what the future of the podcast was going to be uh-huh and and how it ties into overthinking i remember natalie had mentioned you know we got to take a break yeah and i thought oh my god does she mean like take a break? She doesn't want to do any more episodes. And then I did. I went hard. I was like, what if she just doesn't want to, she's about, to be, an, her way she's about to be a new mom. Yeah. Her life is about Somebody to drastically, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> her life's going to change. Like what, what am I going to do now? Do I do this on my own? Do I wait for her? And we, we right. had, you know, as a team, we had uh, discussions about it. Yeah. We had discussions about it. And again, it goes back to being able to have a space with people where they can have the courage to say what they want and what they feel and what they want to pursue mm-hmm. and know that it's okay. No one's leaving your life forever. Right. Just because Natalie may not want to do this doesn't mean she's going to not be in your life ever again. Right. I was at your house the other day and I told you, I said, you know, the only time I come to your house, we're working. Yeah. We're working on podcasts, podcast a, stuff, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. We have a work relation, a very strong work relationship. We do. And but it hasn't always been that way. I, it's, it's come to this because of our scheduling and our
2: lifestyles now. You know, do you think our relationship would be different if we didn't have this podcast?
1: Mm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: because think about it. I think this, I, I don't know about you, but for me, like this is us bonding. Like, yes, it's work, but I this don't is disagree like our bonding time. Like yep. yeah, you know, like it, it is work literally, but like this is how we connect,
2: right? <laughs> you're telling me I'm full of shit. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, <that's, laughs> you you know what? You know what? My fear is, yeah. I have a difficult time. We've we've had this discussion. You you've mentioned you're very good at compartment, uh, compartmentalizing. compartmentalizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can say this is work. Mm-hmm. This is personal. Mm-hmm. This is whatever. Uh, I'm not. Ah, I see. For me, everything is blended. Mm -hmm. Everything is together. Mm -hmm. There's no separation with anything. Mm. So knowing that, I think I'm coming at a crossroads in my life where I do want to compartmentalize things. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit, right? It's good. So then I think, well, if I have to compartmentalize Natalie, all we have is work and we don't have anything else. Oh. So I think like that. Oh, I see. Which... I gotta throw that out the window because yeah. what you're telling me is is that despite this being don't overthink it. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen.
0: Oh, that was it, guys. You see, overthinking at its finest er, yeah. in real life.
2: And you know what they say: that situation. The, the minute, the minute that you mm. become aware that you're overthinking, mm. stop mm. and do some deep breathing for twenty seconds. Deep <sighs> breathing. 20 seconds it literally will reset your mind i love that yeah that's really that that feels
0: that has to feel good because that again like all of this overthinking and indecisiveness and it's this or that or could it be whatever and spiraling just puts you in this t- state of stress and anxiety and the unknown and like
2: right like you were overthinking about um what's that stuff that's scarce right now
0: Oh yeah, the baby for, formula. Baby formula. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hell yeah, that shit is fucking scary. And and there's there's a part of me, you know, the overthinking side, that says, flip out, call everyone, okay, ask for- everyone, go. To five different cities and find it. Go to
2: Ensenada and smuggle some formula back is what you told me.
0: Yes, yes, and that's the overthinking part, right? Because and
2: then what if the baby doesn't like the formula? And what if it has lead in it? Right. (laughs) See, that's what I'm saying. And so then, and it's probably worse as a new mother because yeah, you want everything to be okay and you don't want to worry about this shit. Right. Right. Which we also talked about earlier this week with your work schedule and being able to stop all of that mm-hmm. so you can enjoy and be mm-hmm. present in your space, in your nesting zone. Yeah. And enjoying in every moment. And which let me tell you, if you if you're not following Natalie on her Instagram page, her what is your handle? It's it's Natalie with two eyes, Stephanie, right? Mm-hmm. N-A-T-A-L
0: Double
2: One of my favorite things to watch are her yoga videos. <laughs> I see you do your yoga that's your self love to yourself. Mm-hmm. My favorite part is watching Jorge mm-hmm. every step of the way and him just changing positions and whatnot. Yeah. But when I see that, that's my own reminder to practice um, doing things like that for mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. And you honor your, your presence, and you on- that's a moment where you're not overthinking. Yeah. That's a moment where you're, when you're thinking about every movement your body is making, when you're, th- when you're thinking about the breath yes. that you're taking. And how that oxygen is going and running through every part of your body, yeah, and and reviving everything,
0: yeah. And I think and that's the and you know and that's all um, yoga is is honoring your your spirit, your heart, your mm. soul, your your and it's literally all breath work.
2: It is. You, you know? know, I was reading a book called The Energy Codes, mm-hmm. and there's a part in there that mentions. If you really master your breathing, Uh you can have one of the most efficient workouts ever. Mm. She explains how when you listen to music and you're working out and you're getting all excited. Yeah. Your brain's all pumped up and you're moving forward. But she said, if you can learn how to breathe while you're running or while you're exercising, and literally open up your lungs and have oxygen access every single part of your body, it is the most, she almost compared it to like doing drugs, like the high that you get Uh, by breathing and executing your workout. It's extraordinary. Wow. So that's a goal of mine. Mastering it's an audiobook. B- it's an audiobook and she she gives a lot of instructions and she gives you a lot of uh, diagrams on how Yeah, you had helps. you
0: had mentioned that and I have it in my um the energy codes, the energy codes. I'm going to write this down because now it's our um our
2: recommendation. It is because that will support um the overthinking. Mm-hmm. It'll support just again by breathing.
0: And then I wonder if there's anything about in there about understanding like yourself and where you might lack and why you might lack these
2: right these things. So yeah. in uh, the article that mm. what well, this is what what was his name I already forgot Nick Nick, Nick Wignall Wigno. the way he says to combat, Overthinking. He gives 10. So identify the emotions behind overthinking. Schedule a future thinking date. Oh. <laughs> so one of the tricks that overthinking plays on us is convincing us that we have to think more now. Mm. Um, number three is only overthink on paper. One of the biggest downsides of overthinking is that it generates lots of difficult emotion, often unnecessarily so. Number four, learn to be more assertive, which I think is, Natalie, Mm. you were saying that you, um, indecisiveness, you're indecisive. So learn to be more assertive. One of the biggest reasons we tend to overthink things is that it gives us the illusion of control, Mm. a temporary feeling as though we're doing something to address the problems. But feeling like you're solving problems doesn't always mean you're solving problems. Yeah. Yeah. I feel this, that. And this is me. So overthinking often serves as a form of procrastination Ooh. from doing or saying the difficult things that we know deep, deep down inside we should do. So you're over. Instead of making a decision on something, you're thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking. And you think that it's productive because you need to have a result. Right. But then you, you there's nothing. Nothing, nothing happens. Is happening. And assertiveness the is the ability to speak your most honest mind and directly in a way that's respectful to yourself and to others. Uh, Number five, spotting cognitive distortions. Cognitive distortions are errors in thinking that lead to excessive emotional reactions. And I love the way he worded this. Cognitive distortions are errors in thinking. As Hmm. I'm reading that and saying that, I imagine your brain is a machine Mm -hmm. and it operates a certain way Mm -hmm. and it has errors, Mm. functions that perform in an erroneous manner. And so you got to correct it. Right. Yeah. So, for example, I'll never pass this stupid test. Obviously, you can't see the future no matter how much it feels like you'll never pass the test. Right. Yeah. Or she probably thought I was a complete idiot. (laughs) Reading people's minds is equally unlikely as knowing the future. Okay? (laughs) God, why am I such an idiot? Labeling yourself as an idiot because you made a mistake is a bit of an overgeneralization. So that's a lot of negative talk, and that's a whole other set Podcast of things episode two mm-hmm. uh number six try some ordinary mindfulness you've probably heard of mindfulness meditation sit yes. down close your eyes and focus on your breath for t- oh this one says 20 minutes i was over here saying 20 seconds <laughs> 20 so, minutes oh right it's a long time it is a long time it's so technically it's not it's but, just 20 minutes but because we're in a 15 second 30 second attention span and also we're always on the go 20 minutes seems like an eternity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Use the 555 five, five drill to improve your emotional tolerance. So what is the 555 five, five drill? Yeah. If you want to eliminate overthinking, you need to eliminate what it serves, right? If overthinking helps distract you from your fears, you need another way to deal with fear. Mm. If overthinking helps distract you from sadness, you need another way to deal with sadness. Uh, right? But so it, this is
0: a part of like even, well, having that, just catching it, right? I'm just sad. Catching it. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm scared. I'm ashamed. So it suggests that get out a piece of paper, jot down the emotion and how intense it is on a scale of one to 10. Now set your timer on your phone for five minutes. Refocus your attention on what you were doing or what you need to be doing. And if you feel pulled to think about or do something about an emotion, remind yourself that after five minutes, you'll be able to return to it. Mm. It's basically a repeat step with all of that. Okay. Number eight, experiment with micro decisiveness. Oh, okay. What the hell is this? That one's for me. A lot of people think of having a hard, a lot of people think of having a hard time making decisions and being a decisive as a symptom of overthinking. And while this is true, it often obscures a more important idea about the relationship between overthinking and indecision. But being more decisive will... Ha- so, so when we go back to saying um, how fear, worry, and anxiety, they cloud your intuition. Yeah. So, being more decisive, right? So, Natalie, the next time that you have to make a decision about something, as soon as that happens, as soon as you're in that position where you have to make a decision, what's the first thing that comes to your head? And just do that. Yeah. So if I say, hey, Natalie, do you want to go out with me for my birthday? Yes. If the first thing in your <laughs> thing is yes, just say yes and worry about the that rest later. Yeah. But if it's no, say no. But most times, I don't know. You don't want to tell know. me no, because what if you're going to hurt my feelings? What if you don't know where you're going to be? And, and right. then that's where the indecisiveness starts. Right. But being able to like first thing, boom, yes, no, da 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 Yeah. Keep Own it going. that decision. Yeah. Number nine, make time to worry on purpose. Worry is one of the most common forms of overthinking. Unfortunately, it's also one of the hardest to shake. Dude, And, and I do this often with my kids when I know that they're out late. Mm. I'm thinking like, oh, my God, I hope that they're not drinking. Mm. Oh my, I hope they're not under the influence. I hope they're not driving fast. I hope they're around good people. I hope they get, um, Ooh, yeah. man, there will be times where I'll be on the freeway and I'll see a car accident. I'll call my kids right away. Are you guys okay? Yeah why do I immediately think that something's gonna happen to my kids if I see something bad happen? Yeah. But it's that whole yeah worry worry and Mm -hmm. you're a
0: parent and you don't you really don't know.
2: Right. And then number ten, remind yourself of your values. (sighs) And it's probably the most basic thing, you know?
0: I think everyone could probably tune into this
2: one a little bit.
0: I think we sell ourselves short a lot of the times. Remind yourself of your values.
2: Why do you think we sell ourselves short? Shame. And the root of shame? I
1: don't know. <laughs> <laughs> our traumatic youth. Thank you. Our traumatic you youth, that.
2: right? It's yeah. how we were How we were conditioned, the terrible things that we've been through in our lives yeah. that have us in this state how of love. We um,
3: I would say the root of shame is like society's pressures. Because pressure. um, mm-hmm. a lot of the way, like, you know, oh, I don't want to do this because of how somebody will think about me. Mm-hmm and that's brought on on how
0: society working. how society
3: is and how how it's it's packaged and marketed to us. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And so then like we could say if our parents had this pressure of how they would look or feel if they did xyz then they carry that on and and put it on us and then we carry that or continue that cycle
3: like Ricky's furry fetishes like i just <laughs> i just think like that's weird to me because like it's not something that is
2: mm-hmm.
3: "quote unquote normal" but if it was a normal thing and i saw it all the time i'd be like yeah let's do
2: it what define normal because that's actually something that in the illusion of sex right or
1: mm-hmm. in
2: the uh, illusion of having our sexual partners there is no such thing as normal mm-hmm. right We are all unique human beings. Mm -hmm. There are no two people alike. Everyone's going to like different things. They're going to experience pleasure in different ways, right? What society tells us, if we're going to stick with this example, and you go to Pornhub and you watch everything that's going on on those channels, the pressure of of a couple, and I'll put both partners, whoever you are, is, damn, that's what I got to do? This is how you receive, this is how you act, this is what you do. So anytime, imagine thinking anything outside of what's in your face, you're going to look at it as it's not normal mm-hmm. because it's not in your face with everything that you're looking at, wherever you're looking at things.
3: But also in that same regard, isn't porn generally marketed to males? Like is there any is there any porn genre that is... Or, or even porn videos that are specifically generated for females.
0: Listen, I just went onto Pornhub and looked up furry fetishes. No! <laughs> 2.9 2. million views. Stop it! 1.1 1. 1 million views.
2: 1.9 million views. <laughs> I know what Ricky's going to be doing today. <laughs> Bartley, don't, <laughs> you, don't you ever say that there's not... See, Bartley, you have just been discredited. No. Look, 2.9... Two point nine million views
3: for out of seven billion people,
2: but that's enough to make an to have to make it relevant, right? And those seven billion people, not can all seven billion people have access to a computer or have or right. are, or are of age, Bartley. Right. So oh, that true. reduces the amount. So it's, but again, <laughs> but again, to the point, this is too much. There is no n- normal is hispanic panic 2.9 million what yeah,
0: it, it's it, it does go to say that that we could say societal norms but we can't just say there's no such thing as just throwing the word normal out there Correct. because that doesn't really exist it's societal 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 norms
2: and that's something natalie would always talk about you would always talk about why do i have to follow these rules why do i have to operate this way why do i have mm-hmm. to achieve these miles milestones mm-hmm. by a certain time or a certain weight mm-hmm. you were always you've so one of my early memories of you is you vocalizing your your disapproval of societal norms
0: yeah all the time even like some conversations that i have with mike mike will look at me sideways like who the the fuck are you on Mm. and i'm just like and and even i think conversations just about marriage and about how we raise kids or whatever it is i'll take the complete opposite um i'll take the complete opposite um, just approach and then uh, Mike or you will say but you're married but you have this but mm. you do that and I'm like yeah but that doesn't mean that I that <laughs> it has to be that it's way it doesn't
2: mean it's applicable it's, to me
0: yeah or that it has to be this way
2: right it's just societal norms right see how we just overthought all of this <laughs> yeah. you see how we just overthought all of this
3: episode within an
2: episode yeah twilight <laughs> zone yeah. So
0: I think that um, furries, <laughs> we got to value ourselves. Yeah. We got to make more, dis- more dis- firm decisions and we stop overthinking.
2: And give ourselves grace. Yeah. When overthinking. I like that. Just give yourself some grace. Give yourself the benefit of the doubt and kill your ego. Yeah. You, you had a saying. Do you know what saying you used to always tell yeah. me? Yeah.
0: Your ego is not your amigo. It's not. It really isn't. And you know that we now? We it, but. I For don't. what? It protects us. From what? Shame. That's <laughs> my <laughs> <So I laughs> answer to everything now. Shame.
2: Shame. <laughs> shame. Shame. Wait, I was thinking, I was singing fame instead but of shame. Yeah. Shame. Shame. Doom, doom, doom. You know that now? Mm. Please don't judge me, either of you, because you guys are probably gonna laugh at this, but I don't care. Shame. Let me tell you how <laughs> I've comb- <laughs> how I've combated my overthinking. Uh-huh. I literally talk to myself. Mm. I envision myself in my own head. I don't like Snapchat. Never used Snapchat. Mm. I think I tried dabbling in it, but you know how you ha- you make your little person. Mm, Your bitmoji. Your bitmoji. There Mm -hmm, you go. mm -hmm. So when I start to overthink things, (laughs) I literally imagine my bitmoji (laughs) inside of my head, like in my brain. Yeah. And my bitmoji takes out a little broom Uh and I feel dumb saying this. And literally my bitmoji (laughs) with a little broom will go in my brain and say, let's sweep these overthoughts out of the way. Let's sweep (laughs) this. Get this out. You need (laughs) to clean this up. Clean up on my own. I'm not kidding you. That is how, and it's a very childlike thing to do.
0: Yeah.
2: But I have to literally imagine myself, my little bitmoji character, in my brain. That Mm -hmm. was close. Natalie Mm -hmm. almost Mm -hmm. dropped her. Brand new iPad, sponsored by Michael Moda. Oops. (laughs) I have to imagine myself sweeping my negative thoughts and my overthinking out of the way. And then once those, and I see the little cloud of dust I mm-hmm. see the little shh, shh, sh- shh, sh- shh, shh. I'm just skirting everything out. And then once the overthoughts are there, I slap myself in the face. My little bit moji slaps real Ricky in the face. This sounds ludicrous. I can imagine someone listening to this right now going, this, is, this bitch <laughs> is fucking nuts. She's fucking nuts, okay? <laughs> but I'll slap myself in the face and be like, you're better than that. And I'll have an entire pep talk with myself.
0: Yeah.
2: And reinforce... What I need to know about myself. And remind myself. And you know why? Because I've realized. Mm. How. Much. Not negativity. Just how much. Discouragement. Mm. I've received in my life. Mm. It's an incredible amount. This is not to say. That. What I've experienced in my life is any more or any less. There are people that have endured some incredible yeah. <laughs> pain, some mm-hmm. terrible things in this life, okay? hmm Which is also another bad thing and another overthinking thing, right? You discredit your own emotions. Well, I was just going to say that. Like, right? I'm over here. I'm telling you. to yeah, I'm honor, honor your life experiences. Right, right. Because me saying that I've been profoundly hurt by people. hmm Ironically and stupidly, I hesitate saying that because I love these people and I don't want to hurt these people. And I don't want them. I don't want people to think like, damn, she's been really, really profoundly hurt by people that she still has in her life. Right. And I don't want to make them feel bad when those people didn't hesitate once to make me feel bad.
0: Right.
2: When those people didn't hesitate once to tear me down yeah. or to fill me with negativity or to make me believe things about myself that were not true they were never so i have such an i have had
0: such an abundance of that and you're and that makes you and that still is suppressing your own needs your own desires your 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 inner child you're still suppressing her because you feel like you have to save other people which yes. you can still love them from afar. You can still be cool with them or whatever. But again, like you said, it doesn't dismiss the fact that you were hurt by profoundly what, what they've said or what you've, the narrative around you and who
2: you are. And, and for a long time, I wasn't just angry with these people. I was angry with myself, right? Like, why did you let these people hurt you? Mm-hmm. Why did you allow this? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you stand up for yourself? And I beat myself up. And I think now I beat myself up in a different way. Now I'm beating myself to remind myself no, you That's are not, not those things. Yeah. That is not who you are. No, yeah. you are this person. Yeah. And it makes me so emotional because I thought, damn, you know, I was a I was a good kid. I was a bright kid. Yeah. I was a bright kid and if I would have been fertilized in a different way, yeah. I wouldn't, you know, God. And and obviously, clearly, I'm still going through the motions of healing that part of myself and feeling that part of myself and forgiving that part of myself.
0: Yeah. And lo- and I think now, um, sorry, if I can add to that now, it's the mo- a moment or a phase in talking to your inner child and little Ricky and letting her know, no, you are all these great things. You are wonderful. You are this. You are that in a positive light because we've been filled with so much negative that. No, that's not it. And let me hug you a little bit. Let me hold you and tell you it's okay.
2: And it is, you're beautiful. It is okay. And I sleep whatever. I sleep better because I mm-hmm. realized just how much overthinking mm-hmm. consumed my existence. Mm-hmm. Like how much overthinking every part of my, my day-to-day life just <sighs> Again, that's why I said at the beginning of this podcast, you become you, you're held hostage by your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I mastered that. I yeah. mastered completely devaluing myself I mastered just overthinking yeah so being able to sl- very slowly break free from that yeah again I sleep different now and I am a different type of tired where before I was emotionally exhausted right by not even physical things I was mm-hmm. exhausted emotionally from the complete complete destructive and self-abuse that i was doing to myself and overthinking everything yeah For all the time
0: yeah well i just want to say that <laughs> you h- go hug that little ricky and tell her that she she's is all of the yeah she's, she's so cute, cute. <laughs> and she's all of the great things that she needs to be and everything's okay. And I'm actually, re- you know, we have a lot of crying episodes. I haven't cried in a long. So you time. You haven't cried in a while, right? But I'm glad that you're bringing this cr- this kind of crying into this episode. It's 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 a different kind of crying for you, right? Um,
2: I don't even know what to say to this anymore. I called. I called you last. I think it was last week after one of the games. Mm-hmm. I what I usually do is. It, Once our performance is done at Dodger Stadium, I'll, you know, walk around the stadium. I usually do about two miles. Mm -hmm. I was having a wonderful conversation with a friend of mine, Amy, and she just mentioned, again, we were already we were in the middle of a just a a great conversation. And she said, you know what, Ricky, Mm -hmm. I hope that you get the credit you deserve in your life. Mm -hmm. That messed me up. And I started crying. I didn't even Boing. end up responding to her yeah. after that because I really got... Except that this time, what I did before, what I would do before is the minute I started to feel some kind of emotion or something bad, mm-hmm. I'd try to fill it, cover it up, mm-hmm. overthink things to not really deal with it. Mm-hmm. And I, at this point, decided to let myself feel that. Yeah. I reflected on all of those moments in my life where I should have been credited for something.
0: Yeah.
2: And I reflected on how I felt mm-hmm. being overlooked or just sidestepped just all and I let myself feel it. Yeah. I I cried going through it instead of again covering it up and suppressing okay. it and moving on from it. Yeah. I allowed myself to feel it and that was a f- 40 years old Mm-hmm. And for the first time, I was able to say, all right, so this is what letting go feels like.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Letting go feels like being in that moment and allowing yourself to feel what you are feeling. Yeah. And then once it's all out of your system, uh-huh. take a deep breath and you move on. Yeah. You let it go.
0: And so we're so to that question or to that s- statement and sentiment, right, of I hope you get the credit What, so what were you feeling about that specific statement that she had told you? It actually made me, um, did you feel recognized or was it more of like, yes, finally someone is telling me
2: what it would. It It actually reminded me of a very specific time in my career in aviation Mm -hmm. where I worked really hard to work up to the position that I had. And I remember being told, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to give you this position. Yeah. We're also going to give this other person a position. Yeah. Because we can't have too much light on, shine on you. Uh. We don't want to upset people. Mm. and We want to keep it very low profile. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, okay, cool. No problem. And again, I just roll, roll right through it. Yeah. Because... I had to provide for my family. I wasn't trying to... Right. And that's also like politics. Mm -hmm. Or or early on in my career being told, you can't have a management position because you are a young female mother Latina and Mm -hmm. you're not going to fit in in aviation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, So, yeah, thinking about or helping and being there for... My brother, that's a that's a perfect example of, fe- of feeling um, overlooked, right? Mm-hmm. My brother, my cousin, and I went to Musician's Institute together. Mm-hmm. The three of us went together. We studied together at the same exact time. Mm-hmm. We traveled there together, okay? Mm-hmm. Metrolink, Subway, walked to school. Mm-hmm. Now it's a little bit different. But every single time, and Mm -hmm. I know you're not supposed to say always, never. mm. Mm -hmm. When my brother would talk about his experience at Musicians Institute, he never would mention me. That's funny because it was always him and my cousin.
0: Yeah, I never knew that. You guys, I knew you went. I never knew until right this moment that you guys went went at the same time.
2: Yeah, we went together. We studied. I studied music business. My brother did production, music engineering, and my cousin did the guitar program, their composition. Right. Mm hmm every day we traveled together they had a band right. i managed them mm-hmm. and every time he would tell the stories mm-hmm. i was never included in it and and yeah. for the longest time i never said anything and then just recently and i recently yeah i i just said wh- why don't you ever acknowledge that i was present there mention that i was with you yeah That I I was pregnant at the key club passing out flyers for you. Yeah. Because it was my job and it was, why do you leave me out of the equation? Right. So those are the things, those are the moments that I I feel like, wait a minute. Uh Why? (sighs) And then that's where the overthinking kicks in, right? Because I'm like, (laughs) well, you Ricky, you don't really need anybody's acknowledgement. You know what you did. You know what happened. You did it. But then I find myself overcompensating for people. Mm. I don't want anyone to feel that way Mm -hmm. so i'm always like oh so-and-so does this so-and-so does this Mm -hmm. oh thank you to so-and-so i appreciate it credit where credit is due right because i i don't want anyone to feel discredited the way that i have felt or completely removed from fucking stories
0: yeah yeah which again i think like that's a lot of the the healing journey and yeah and having those uncomfortable conversations and even like i i mean i don't want to say that they're they're how do I, how do I say this? Because Mike is obviously my husband, right? And so it's just I your can't. husband, my brother. Yeah, uh-huh. So I have to be careful with what I'm saying here. But there are people, and it and it can very much be, and that's the scary part. It can it a lot of the times is our family that hurts us the most. Oh yeah, and we have to be okay with knowing or acknowledging or being. Or being okay of letting go of them, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not to say that you have to let go of your relationship with your brother or anything like that. But it's definitely um, the conversation that you have to have with yourself of why you have these feelings towards your brother or why there's this disconnect. And then finding out, okay, why does my brother not acknowledge me here, X, Y, and Z? And do I want to have my brother in in my life when it comes to X, Y, and Z? Because is it is it gonna hurt me when I have him around? And because at the end of the day, we gotta take, we gotta do what we have to do for ourselves. Because right. we're all we got. Right. And we can exactly. have our family, yes. and we can have, but it's our too, mother yes. and blah blah blah. But if they're hurting us, then they aren't good for our souls.
2: Correct. Correct. And 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 that made me think of another uh, of another example. I was married to someone who was incarcerated Mm -hmm. and then was ostracized from my family because of that Mm -hmm. choice that I made. Mm -hmm. And one of the very specific, one of the moments that is just, um, what do you call it when you cattle and you... Brand? Brand? Branding that is branded in my heart. It mm. is. L- I gotta let this go too. This is a healing thing.
0: Hey, but this is why this podcast is. This is why
2: we're here. Was I remember being at uh going into the um, uh, Rite Aid, mm. going to the going, and I hadn't seen my brother in about a year at this point because mm. uh, we were all under again ostracized <laughs> being ostracized. Yeah, and I saw him for the first time in like a year. Yeah, this fool. Yeah, looked me in the eye. Mm -hmm. and then looked away and completely ignored me like I wasn't there Mm. I had never felt anything like that I I was like holy shit that's interesting
0: so the narrative of like you going to of him saying I went to musicians institute with my cousin and never acknowledging the fact that you were there present was that even before
2: this, oh yeah, that was uh, musicians. before the ostracization. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> musicians Institute was mm. eighteen years ago. Mm. The ostracization. ostracization. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh maybe like five years ago. Okay, six years ago. Okay. Yeah, and and I like, and it goes back to learned behaviors, right? Yeah. Uh, my dad was uh, uh once you crossed my dad's path the wrong way he Mm. was indifferent to you Mm. you were cut out that's what we knew you know so it's like okay i get why he did that that's what we were taught that's what you do right you completely look people in the eye look away like they're completely dead to you yeah that's and that's my fear (laughs) this is why sometimes i won't have courageous conversations with people Mm -hmm. because i have this fear anxiety and worry that what if what i'm about to say Is gonna upset this person, not just any person, people I love so much that they will walk away from me. Yeah. Being acknowledged, right? Yeah. Being in a in a physically and and mentally abusive relationship with the father of my children, reaching out to my family and saying, I need help. Yeah. And being turned the cheek like looked away. Right. That's saying, sorry, you decided to have a, a, a marriage and you decided to get divorced, deal with it yourself. That is a whole book. And they're, and they're not, but see, but th- that's my inventory of not feeling acknowledged, not feeling right. seen, not feeling supported right. by people well, who should be there. It's kind of, that's neglect,
0: you know, and, oh, and, geez, yeah. and that's a whole other, and you know, and again, like, cause this is such a, th- cause we're talking about family and, you know, and he, here I am in the middle of it too, but it does have something big to say about the immature um, parenting Right. And having an, um, an emotionally immature parent. And it's not their fault necessarily, but you can't, you can't try again, like you can't suppress your own feelings about it to save them because that's still right. Right. giving them the upper hand and
2: the, they're still winning. You know, yeah. they and still I'm have still you hostage. Yeah. I'm still held hostage. hostage. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> still <laughs> held hostage. That's, per, that's 100% true. And that is the root of my overthinking.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: That yeah, is the root cause of my now, overthinking.
0: Because now you're you're in a state of stress and panic. I don't want to lose my family. What if this happens? What if they don't love me? There's,
2: um in that, <sighs> in the episode of Goop that we watched, mm-hmm. where um, one of the sex doctors, this always goes back to sex, one of the sex doctors <laughs> is trying to show the husband how to
3: put on a furry mascot uniform? <laughs>
2: <laughs> How to give his wife um, uh, an orgasm with his hands? Right? Mm. Oh yeah, and yeah. and she and and it took the wife a minute to relax, mm-hmm. and you could see her body language that in the position that she's in, she's bracing herself. Yeah, you're bracing yourself. Tense. Yeah, you're very tense. Even though this is with your husband, this is with.
1: You know, the man that you love, that Mm -hmm. you have
2: a committed relationship with. Mm -hmm. But despite that, all of your traumas and all the shit that you have, you're in a constant state of bracing yourself. Like, shit, what's going to happen? Yeah, yeah. Instead of letting go. Right. And breathing deeply Mm -hmm. so that oxygen can go through all of your body and your little Bitmojis can wipe away the stress, the anxiety, and the worry so that you can fucking listen to the voice that lives inside of you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that it's funny. We don't realize that all of our bullshit growing up molds us and impacts our future selves and we'll deny it all day long. And we won't acknowledge our traumas and our conditioning and The negative talk and the self-talk, too, that has paved the way to our future, to all of our decisions, to all of our missed opportunities, because we're holding on to shit.
2: Yeah. And it makes you wonder what your little baby is, what you're transmitting to your little baby. Because, you know, how they say that we always in some way, shape or form. I mean, you made this child. That child is going to carry a little, little tiny thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and that's yes, thank you for mentioning that because it's huge. Um, uh, I wish that I could remember where I heard this or watched it. Um that our traumas are carried by many generations past. So even if, Mm -hmm. you know, you grow up and I'm over here thinking I'm going to, you know, mold this child to not have no worries and they're going to be perfect, but they're going to carry the trauma from, you know, my grandparents and my great grandparents and
2: all that. And I love that you say that because in the book that I'm reading right now, um, how to how to walk, Mm. there's a page in there that talks about you're walking for your ancestors Mm -hmm. who suffered, Mm -hmm. who had a difficult life. Mm -hmm. You are whatever part of generation that has it better. Walk with confidence, walk with love and walk with honoring how they suffered. Yeah. It's those books are outstanding. I got to put them in here as well. How to walk. So I finished reading how to love, how to eat. Mm. And (laughs) I gave my mom how to relax. Mm. She's doing that one right now. Yeah. And the one that I'm I'm doing is, is How to Walk.
0: How to Walk.
2: How to Walk. I like that. And they're short, right? Oh, my really God. Really Everybody needs to have those. Yeah. I want to do a giveaway. Let's do a giveaway. Oh, yeah. Um, I like that. Because it's... Matter of fact, it, talk about affirmations. Yesterday, I, I met one of our listeners. Oh. And I post... Most days that mm-hmm. I can meditate from home, I'll post the page that I read that day.
0: You do, from yeah. Those books. That's right. And she
2: goes, I screenshot those. I love them. Oh, good. I said, oh, oh yeah. yeah. I was like, man, I thought those annoy people. Yeah. No, if they're helpful. So, you know what? Let's do Give a giveaway. time.
0: You know what? Um, Since your birthday is coming up, we'll <gasps> yes. do a birthday giveaway. <gasps> I love that. I love that, too. Mm, June 22nd. Be ready, y'all. Make sure you follow on this frequency on Instagram so that you guys can um, have the opportunity to Get these books. Get right with life. Get right with life. With your soul, mostly. Amen. Mm. I heard that. That was beautiful. Thank you for sharing all of these (sighs) stories and your traumatic experiences and where you've been and how far you've come. I think that, again, this is why we do this podcast because you're not alone, you know, and we don't talk about them openly with others and that's a very vulnerable side of you know who you are and what your story is and so if more people opened up this way we would have a lot more grace for each other we would love each other more i
2: think you donated a sign that we have in the studio oh yeah that says be a nice human yeah it's really that simple
0: it's that simple and it's important and we, we just We don't give people enough grace and we don't nearly know anything. You know, people can come up to us and say, hey, I'm X, Y and Z type of person. I've been through this, but we don't really know because we've never been there. Yeah. So give everyone that you see a hug. Tell them they're beautiful. Smile at them because it's tough out here in these streets. You know,
2: it's hot out here for a pimp. Mm, should that be the closing song? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it won a Grammy, so. Three Six Mafia, I think it was. That's, uh.
0: <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, again, this was beautiful. And if you love this episode, make sure to leave us a review on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, you can also support us by donating some coffee. Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash. On this frequency.
2: This week's episode is brought to you by Rose City Sound with executive producer Big Brother Jake from the Big Brother Jake podcast, produced and edited by Juicebox Bartley. Keep in touch and send us your topic ideas at onthisfrequency at gmail.com.
0: Yes, increase the peace, y'all.
2: Bye.
0: Mm-hmm. El pasado que nunca solté, lo que nunca dije Y el tiempo que no va a volver Mi codependencia, mi infancia y lo que ya sané La sed de ser guapa y que alguien me pueda querer La sed caminos que llevan a una casa. Oh, no.